Well, hello, and welcome to the Elvery Grove podcast. Elvery Grove is an online community with its contributors based in Southern Africa. The website, blog, podcast, newsletter, and forums seek to encourage families to live lives full of wisdom, creativity, industry, and the interconnectedness of local community. Sign up to our newsletter to receive thoughtful encouragement in your inbox, alongside original poetry, rich words from gifted writers, and much more. In this week's episode, Joburg-based homeschooling moms Robin and Sarah discuss practical ways to plan for truth, beauty, and goodness in your everyday lives. Enjoy. Well, hello and welcome to our first ever Elvery Grove podcast. I am Sarah Spring. And I'm Robin Doyle. And we are recording on a cold afternoon in May in Joburg, and we are hoping to bring some encouragement to your day. So today we are going to be chatting about truth, beauty and goodness and we're just going to hopefully have a very practical discussion about how to bring more of those things into our life. So Rob, do you want to start us off? I'd love to. I found a quote by a lady called Roberta Bondi and it says this, God who is goodness and truth is also beauty. It is this innate human and divine longing found in the company of goodness and truth that is able to recognize and leap up at beauty and rejoice and know that all is beautiful, that there is not one speck of beauty under the sun that does not mirror back the beauty of God. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like we could just stop there. Absolutely. (laughs) And read it again. Thank you. I'm going to share Philippians 4 verse 8, which I'm sure we're all very familiar with, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. All right, so shall we jump into some practical things? Absolutely. Think about how we can think about these things and keep our mind fixed on these things. Let's start with truth. Um, do you want to share how you can, how you bring truth into your days? Sure. Well, I think, I mean, the first thing that I would say is spending time in my Bible. If I'm not doing that, I find that I'm so swayed by everything that's going on around me, mm. social media. I get caught up. I I have fear. I um get wrapped up in um, things that aren't helpful in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I find the truth of the word of God just breaks into all of that. And it helps me to live in a certain way and see things in a certain way that I honestly, if I'm just left to my own devices, I live blind of kind Mm. of thing. And so for me, that's the number one thing is to be, even if it's a quick You know, I'm trying to do better with getting up super early in the morning and having time in the word. But even if it's just, you know, as I'm teaching my children, um, reading their Bible stories to them to really ask the Lord to break into my heart and talk to me um, through what he's saying, even if it is in the busyness of being a mom. Mm. What would you say about truth for yourself? Yeah, so the same for me. So I was just thinking about some practical ways to bring the word into your busy I day. I love that. So you spoke about um, with your children. Can you share how you've, what has what is working now? Obviously seasons change. Absolutely. Change. <laughs> and also, yeah, ages and stages. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, when we had very small children, it would often help. I mean, we still do sing now, mm-hmm. but um, 
but I think, uh, you know, sometimes to just do a repetitive song with actions is so lovely. And those core truths are in those very simple songs that we all know, Jesus loves me, this I know. Um, So, but as our kids are growing up, we've really loved um, some of the devotionals. One that we're really loving at the moment is um, uh, Long Story Short Mm -hmm. and Old Story New. Um, and that is a beautiful, it's, it goes per week. So you do five, okay. five devotionals over a week that takes from the Old Testament, the New Testament and the Psalms oh, okay. around like a certain um, topic. And um, that's been really, really lovely for us as a family. Um, I think another one that we all do together is learn memory verses, because I think that whole hiding the word in one's heart, and it's good for all of us, um, our dad is a pastor and so he knows a lot of um bible verses but it's even good for him to just focus our minds again and remember and remind ourselves of the things that have been spoken to us you know um i don't know if you've got some ideas on your side yeah something we've started doing recently is um there's 31 chapters in proverbs so what i've been trying to do is pick the the chapter of the day because that's really easy and takes no thinking at all. <laughs> Just have to know the day's date and then read through some proverbs um, while we're having tea or breakfast. Beautiful. Um, we have other times in our day or built in our school day when we do studies and things like that. But um, yeah, I was um, really encouraged by a book called Tiny Habits. And in that book, um, the author speaks about attaching a habit to a habit that's already there if you want to introduce a new habit. So we are already having tea every morning. And Love. so I thought that would be a good one to just hook on to something Absolutely. that's already happened. Also, I have a captive audience. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. Um, I've also found for myself is having one or two partners to read with hmm. is a great way to keep reading. And for the last few years, I haven't done any... I've done studies with groups and um, things that we've been committed with. But in terms of a daily reading, we've just been reading through the Bible, Mm. like start to finish, start to finish, start to finish. And it's really um, just such a valuable thing to do. It's obviously more of a over, um, what's the word? Like an You're not overview. going deep into anything. Sometimes if you have questions, you just keep moving yes. and come back to them. But this is alongside um, regular church attendance and other things that are going in a bit more deeper. But I have found having a friend to read with is just such a helpful way to keep reading. And reading large portions at a time overview has its own special kind of way that it works in your heart absolutely absolutely i think it also gives you such a good perspective on the whole history of the bible Mm -hmm. hey sometimes Mm -hmm. we get so bogged down in like a few verses but like when you're reading those large chunks you're seeing wow like this is god through the ages to many generations and like you sometimes don't get that overview or oversight yeah, if you're just stuck yeah. in a book for totally you know different things will stand out to absolutely you. and then also what's always such a joy is coming across a verse that you know really well but maybe you didn't even know it was there in that book absolutely and you see the context that it's in and it changes so much of it um, i always remember finding that with the corinthians passage in love and i'd only ever heard that out of context at weddings yeah which is so appropriate and beautiful but then i realized one day it's a rebuke actually right <laughs> like it's coming in the context sure. of some very stern words about mm. behavior it's not sure. it's no 
faded fluffy hearts <laughs> around that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's okay. That's kind of Bible reading. And are there other ways that you um, have thought of? Well, it's so funny that you that. mentioned that because um, we're just focusing on truth at the moment and um, people might get very offended by this and I don't mean to offend anybody. But in our home, we've decided, for example, we don't teach our children about Father Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, they get taught about St. Nicholas, um, who was a real person, a real saint. And um, and we just chose to do that. I, I would never tell anybody that they shouldn't teach their children about Father Christmas. I think that's you up to your... share how you came to that decision? Okay. Anybody um, who's grappling with it. Of course. So our, our decision was just that we didn't want to, as far as we can, we never want to intentionally lie to our children. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, our children know about Father Christmas and we say, oh, it's a little game that, that they play. Um, at Christmas time, where um, you know this man in a red suit, but um, we didn't want to. We wanted our children to be able to trust our voices, and so for us, um, we felt that um, heaven in its on its own is so wonderful, and mm. um, we didn't need to be creating almost like a false um, imagination realm kind of thing although and it's interesting because I mean we've read we read them Narnia they've read Narnia etc so there is definitely aspects of that but for us it seemed like we were intentionally putting forward a mistruth and then taking it back when they were 10 and we didn't want to do that with our children we didn't want to um kind of say haha we were just joking kind yes. of thing we wanted we want our yes to be yes and our no to be no as much as we can. Um, but as I say, I, I, I know wonderful Christian parents who've gone with Father Christmas and that's worked out great. So I think you need to just trust your own conviction with that. Mm -hmm. But that was um, a thing for us. And then we um, also had a friend once who did that elf on the shelf, for example. And then she was, she was a, a shock that we didn't do father christmas and then um she was telling us oh but we use the elf to like keep our children in line at hmm. in december blah, blah blah and i was like yeah but that sounds manipulative to me <laughs> so i don't mean to sound so judgmental but um it was quite like concerning to us hmm. that um that that was kind of a way to like control your children, you know. Yeah. Um, so sorry if I'm touching on things that are very sensitive to you or precious to you. I don't mean to bring any um, judgments on you at all. Those were just the, the decisions that we made. We've wanted our children to know that our voices were voices that they can trust and that as best as we can, we will represent the Father to them in what we say and how we try to act it's not always perfect of course <laughs> so how would you um how would you say fictional stories come into that um the world of truth telling in our homes I love that um I think I think as good Christian parents you've got to be discerning about what's going into your children's uh minds so books tv all of that I think I think you need to be watchful, especially in this day and age. Mm -hmm. um, there's many ideologies and things that are vying for our children's attention and mm. affections. But um, we definitely, I mean, I've, I've never been against our children reading um, 
fairy tales, I guess. Um, again, I think it's up to your discretion. Say, I know your children um, are generally more sensitive to some of the themes. And I think you need to be aware of that. As mm. a good parent, you protect your children who need protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wouldn't even say, oh, no, all children should read this by the age of whatever. But I think the lovely thing with some of those children's books is that um, the baddie is very bad mm-hmm. and often meets their end. Mm-hmm. And the goodie is very good and is the reigning victor in the story you know and I think those are that um longing to see justice Mm -hmm. um righteousness things going right for the good person and Mm -hmm. badly that there's like a comeuppance for the baddie in Mm -hmm. the end Mm -hmm. I think those are wonderful um uh introductions to um the Christian faith and for me largely I don't have a problem with fiction and with obviously Depending what it is, <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. <and> imagine things. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good for for our children to be able to imagine a heaven. You know what I mean? And so I think some of those stories are um, helpful in mm-hmm. um, helping them to do that. Mm-hmm. What have you and Joe felt in that regard? So something that I've um, found helpful as a lens through which to um, critique books and TV is is it reflecting the truth of the world? Hmm. So just like what you were saying about, like, is the bad guy failing at the end? Right. You know, ultimately, are the good guys winning? That's really simplifying it. But um, it's a really interesting thing to, to um, a good question to ask of a lot of things because you'll see a lot of the time it's not. And, and even in a world that's a totally fictional world you can still have the truth of the world as we know it Hmm. so just things like there are consequences to your actions and there are um struggles that come about from certain decisions Mm -hmm. and i think we see a lot a lot a lot of um stories being told where there are not consequences to actions where they are not people are not held accountable for their um bad decisions Mm. or they don't um yeah, they don't carry the weight of something that they've done that is hmm. maybe really awful or um, something like that. Um, it's kind of a funny example, but we were watching the James Bond movie a while ago. Don't ask me which one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in no way up to date with which one is what. But there was a child in it um, that featured significantly. And by the end of the movie, um, and it's James Bond, you know, you're not expecting realism. But... I said to Joe, I said, oh, it was so unrealistic that child didn't ask for food once. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like a funny example, but it was, I think it's helpful to just see. So if they're lying about what a child, what a child's behavior would be over a three hour period in captivity, in a stressful thing, (laughs) what else are they lying about? You know, they're lying about the fact that this is a wild romance and everybody's happy at the end. Are they lying about, um, you know, this person feels really satisfied after their job. All the things and these things really feed into our day and Mm. our interpretation of the things that are happening around Mm. us and how we expect our lives to go. We don't expect to suffer. We find that a great injustice, but the Bible teaches differently Mm. about suffering. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's even with the kids, they were watching Coco Melon 
And I think it was Coco Melon. Anyway, the reason that it came up was because we were doing some needlework and threading a needle, and they were saying, "Oh, in Coco Melon, they just touch like it just touches the needle and it's threaded and knotted." <laughs> Which is like a funny thing, but there they were really battling to thread a needle because that is a difficult thing. And they've maybe at some point got an idea that you just touch it and it knots. Yes. So it's very simplistic, but um, I mean, maybe we even need to do an episode of looking at stories. Mm. What are they saying about the world in the story? What yes. is the song saying about what it means to be in love what is it saying about what it means to um pursue a dream even yes. there's a lot um there's a lot of very subtle and not so subtle messages out there that it's are not true. truthful that are not how we experience the world yes but are telling us that it is how we experience yes. the world and also i suppose the other thing is also your how much time you're giving that thing because yes. that's also the thing is um you know, feeding the dog and the dog that gets the most food is the stronger dog mm. kind of thing, you mm. know. And um, I think also as good parents, I wouldn't just be like, oh, you can just read all day on whatever it was. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's helpful either. Um, so I think that there is also a balance in terms of are you still feeding the actual dog? <laughs> are you doing the dishes? Are you, you know what I mean? Because I think it's also just helping our kids to, as I hope we have in our own lives, setting our own boundaries and and mm. healthy practices mm. for um, living, you know. Um, they need to be outside. They need to be exercising. They yeah. need to be bathing. <laughs> All of those good things. Variety yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And so I think you also, I mean, that's a big thing for us as well is how much time is devoted to uh entertainment and I use that term loosely um either through reading I mean we read a lot for school which is fortunate and my kids love to read so they do read a lot outside of school as well but just what's our ratio of certain books to other books kind of thing and as you say like what's the narrative of this book is this something I want you reading every day for the next yeah. 20 years or can we take a break and read something a little more edifying kind yeah, of thing you know yeah. Yeah, so it's not to say that even things that have really difficult or and like you could, I've read some adult fantasy books that have some like a lot of violence in them, but there is an incredible truth behind it to mm -hmm. like what happens when this much violence takes place, what happens when people are so defeated. Mm -hmm. It's not just shock value violence or things like that. Yes. So, um, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's a lot of bad stuff. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, another thing on the truth also, I suppose, because um, entertainment is also can be seen as keeping company with friends because you are with characters and maybe you're binge watching something and you've actually spent six hours with some people who you shouldn't be in that much company of. Yes. Um, so something I've also been reminded of recently is just speaking truth to your friends and hmm. who you're with and what do you talk about and how do you encourage each other or challenge each other or spur each other on yes. towards love and good deeds. I love that. I think, you know, I think so often in this world, people are so used to being criticized hmm. that I think it's like sometimes people feel that you are criticizing them as well sometimes when you bring truth. Hmm. And I think... um I think that just goes to encourage me anyway to build stronger with those friends. So instead of just mm -hmm. watching a show for six hours, like can we do an hour of 
bonding with each other and then watch a show kind of thing or whatever mm. it is. You know what I mean? I think um, I think in this day and age, people are desperate for true friends, you know, and desperate for somebody who can encourage them and speak the truth when we need to hear it. And um, I think that we are so fortunate in our, our homeschool community to have friends like that. But it's also something that I want to endeavor to be more in the groups that I'm in is to to be a voice of truth and try and bring, as you say, the light and the goodness and the beauty of Jesus into those areas, no matter who I'm with and what we're doing, you know? Yeah, and in um, multiple Proverbs, I think, and Psalms even now, <laughs> should get better at my memory verses, um, <laughs> we are reminded that it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. Sure. So whatever you are spending your time alone consuming, that's what's going to come out. So Absolutely. even in the busy, busy seasons, you could spend 15 minutes scrolling through nonsense or even news or even recipes, even things that are constructive towards an end. But if they're not truth being fed into your heart, like what's going to come out? It's so true. <laughs> not truth. It's so <laughs> <Just> true. nonsense <laughs> or nothing or complaints or fear, mm-hmm. as you're mm-hmm. saying, like all these things are, are, um, I mean, every time we consume a piece of information, it's stored up in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going to sure. come out. It's such a, um, a telling way to see where somebody's heart is, just really what they speak about. Sure. It's true. Speaking. And also, like, I think we, um, I was just listening to a podcast this week and the lady was encouraging you that you do something like more, more that was more effort, so effortful before you do something that's effortless. Oh, that's so, in other words, okay. she was saying so if you want to, you've got 15 minutes, you want to sit on Facebook, um, rather take five minutes to read a book and then go onto Facebook kind of uh, thing. Then you've done something that's actually good for you. Whereas if you start on Facebook, you'll never get off Facebook and go back to reading kind of thing. So try and put the effortful thing in first, even if it's just a small part of that Mm. time that you have. And that's been so encouraging for me because I think there's lots of ways that my whole life would be more productive and perhaps Mm. more have more beautiful things coming out of me if I just prioritize my life like that. And I feel like it's not like reorganizing my entire life. Anybody yes. can give five minutes to something good. Maybe it's like yeah. to put your memory verse on your fridge and yeah. to quickly learn it before you make dinner or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think it has to be this whole, oh, now I've got to change my whole life and throw everything out and like not talk to anybody for six hours and whatever. Um, I think that if you just keep that sort of as a focus in your day, I actually think it will start to add up quite quickly as you were talking about those tiny habits, you know, if you just you know, oh, it's lunchtime, let's quickly read a psalm, or I think you can get quite a lot in, and as you say, then it overflows out of you, and it it definitely makes a difference in our home, I know, if I've filled myself with good things, if my brain is clear, if I've been for a walk, and all of those things, I'm a much kinder mommy, and I'm just more able to show Christ's love to my children honestly Mm -hmm. because as you say like there's something in me that I've actually got to give you know 
Um, in Modern Miss Mason, mm-hmm. Jeff, feel like I might reference. <laughs> um, Leah Burton has a chapter where she speaks about being disciplined in race. Hmm. And that was quite a challenge for me because at first I thought, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this is the part where I need a break from being disciplined. But it's actually so helpful and so, so important to take a moment to realize that your rest is going to have a big impact on your getting back to your work. And it's either going to make you less fit for the work you're getting back or more fit for the work you're getting back to. So yeah, that's good. um, Yeah, it was really helpful. And as you're saying, there's so many ways to just incrementally improve that. It's not um, total lifestyle change. Absolutely. And I'm sure you find if you start your reading before you're scrolling that you don't even get well that's exactly what she said actually you end up being so exactly you end up being so engrossed in what you're actually doing that is good for you um and yeah that's I would much rather be a person known for reading a good book than for scrolling aimlessly on Mm. social media you know what I mean and so um she was also saying that um she counts it as a habit if you do it three times a week because she's like oh we often say um achievable yeah <laughs> we often say oh but um like i go to i go to work as a habit but she's like but you miss two days of work a week and you still oh, call okay. that a habit yes. and so she says you don't need to do it and that's also been quite freeing for me um in that you can just I think anybody can do anything three times a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if it's not on the same day, like you can exercise mm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. and you can read a chapter in a book Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you know, for example. Yeah. And so I've definitely found in my own life that, because um, I'm the same as you, like when I first started on this journey, resting was like, oh, I'm just going to lie on the couch and do nothing. But actually, I often find that I'm much more refreshed if I've done something that's like good for my mind and my heart and my soul kind of thing and so that could be reading that could be crafting that could be knitting you know there's lots of things that you can do but I think I think it's that um that um I want to say masterly inactivity (laughs) but um doing things but that are restful for you you know what I mean things that you love um, that are feeding your soul, you know? Yeah, yeah and I suppose a, just a, the really easy analogy is to go to the body and food and rest. And if you are running a lot in a, I don't know, marathon or something and you stop to rest and consume, actually, no, I don't even mind. I don't know what you're supposed to have if you're running. <laughs> Let's just say kilojoules. eat the wrong thing, <laughs> that's going to make you sluggish afterwards and not refresh you, you know, then you can... Um, there's the analogy. Yes, I love <laughs> that somewhere. because isn't that exactly the thing? Hey, we're we're running this race. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, and so that's a wonderful analogy. Yeah. Like, what are you filling yourself with? And if we take that a step further and say, like, social media is like junk food. Imagine like an elite runner, and they're running like the Comrades Marathon, and they're just eating McDonald's burgers. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things are just not going to go well, and they probably aren't going to re- finish the race. You know. And like I think that that's an excellent analogy for for us, um, even as moms at home doing our thing. Like, what am I putting into myself? Um, how am I building up myself and taking time for myself, even in the busyness of being in Johannesburg and having small children with us all the time? Um, and as I say, it doesn't have to look like six hours 
everyday kind of thing you can I think you can get in those five minutes learn alongside your children I think that's been huge for us so like even sitting around the table in the evening that's when we do um memory verses it's not like we don't do that at school um we do some bible reading at school we sing some hymns which I have to say that's probably one of my favorite parts those hymns are just beautiful and they are the gospel from the beginning to the end and the kids love to sing them and I love to just put them on in our home it really changes the atmosphere in our home so that's another way that we bring truth and beauty and goodness in you know well they're all really overlapped aren't they absolutely beautiful (laughs) totally is full of truth so let's speak about beauty um in our day in our home we live in um quite an ugly city in some ways <laughs> but not in all ways there are a lot of beautiful things in it True. and that is what we have um sought to figure out oh dear my dogs go scratching on the door um so can you uh share while i quickly dug out just chat amongst yourself about um, ways to introduce or ways to uh, bring beauty into your life I love that. Thanks. (laughs) Good deal with your dogs. (laughs) Um, I think for me, this has been a really difficult one because we um, have a house where four children live permanently. And so nothing is ever tidy (laughs) or as tidy as I would like it to be. Um, But I think that you can choose to see the beauty and you can choose to bring beauty into your home. So I think a huge part of beauty for me is nature Mm. I think um I always feel better if I've been outside Mm. kind of thing and so I think for me some of the things that I try and do in our home is to bring nature into our home so Mm. we have a lot of plants I'm sitting in Sarah's classroom at the moment and her classroom (laughs) is also full of plants which I love and so I think that that's just a way like whenever I have a plant in my home I often find my eyes drawn to it oh, um and it just reminds me oh yeah there's beauty here kind of thing because mm-hmm. I can't we can't always afford fresh cut flowers and that kind yeah, of thing you yeah. know um but just to have some of that practical beauty I guess in our home and then like I mean as best as I can we also love to put up art on our walls and um my husband's a musician so we have like guitars and pianos and that kind of thing um so all of that for me is almost a a representation of the things to which I aspire how's that so it's not always I wish we had a home where we had this beautiful like white tablecloth and candles and flowers and I really do wish we had that and maybe it'll be another season in my life you have times of that yes we do and and I'm actually at peace with it I feel like it's this is the season that we're in and there's beauty in me being the mom of four children Mm. and being with them and just loving to be with them and that's the beauty in this season it's more about who we are and raising these beautiful little people than about what my home looks like (laughs) but I can't lie if I don't say that sometimes I wish it was both (laughs) Uh, that's great um yeah so we well similarly to you have moved from a smaller space to a bigger space it's been a year now but Mm. it has meant new rooms to furnish and change and think about and um 
do. And I love home decor and color combinations and thinking through all that. But I have found it a real pit for overthinking hmm. and for like, um, yeah, spending too much time on something, hmm. making it too important hmm. what it looks like. Hmm. But something that I've um, realized quite recently is that no matter what style a space is, order is always beautiful. That's like, right. Orderly is always the best look. <laughs> and um, and as you said, we are in very busy seasons of our life. And as we speak, I have a table in plain sight, <laughs> not even tucked away. That is mountains of paper and soft toys and books and needs to be reset. But what I have found, <laughs> like, it doesn't look like it from what I we're about to say, but what I have realized I need to do is do more thinking about how to reset a space than how to style the space. Good. So what that's meant for me is thinking what systems or storage systems can I put in place that makes it easy for us to reset. So just that simple thing of everything, a place for everything and everything in its place. But yeah, that was just a, a good kind of turning point for me. Like mm. instead of really um, agonizing over which paint color is going to work, I right. need to think like, okay, so the, so we've got blankets in our lounge. Okay, it's getting cold. It's lovely to have blankets in our lounge. You know what's really beautiful is a basket with matching blankets. <laughs> but do you know, it's a big thing actually to fold a blanket up neatly back into a basket every time. So now what we have is total mismatch of blankets and a cupboard that they sit behind. Perfect. So we get the coziness and the warmth and the blankets that we need, but anybody can tidy that up easily. It's out of sight. The lounge is reset and welcoming, like within a very small amount of time. I love that. Not something that if you do it once perfectly, it will look good. But if it's not perfect, it's going to catch your eye and Very keep good. bothering you. So yeah, that's been an interesting turning point for mm. me to really think more about strategically resetting mm. a space to be welcoming rather than I love that. Um, yeah, color coordinating. Um, and then the flip side of that is that when a space has been made welcoming and everybody dives into it, and starts undoing all the work to just realize like that was the point of yes. resetting the space. This I love is the space for using the blankets are meant to be spread out and covered <laughs> over everybody. And we will take the time to put them back. But yes. it's not like order is not for its own sake. It's for functioning. It's Very for good. things to happen in it. Very good. And that whole like stewardship of our homes, isn't yes. it? Our homes yes. are for firstly our families mm. and secondly to welcome people in, you know, and so um, I think that hospitality, I think I've also been so challenged because, um, as I say, our house doesn't hard, hardly ever looks perfect. Um, but I also have had to come to realize that people come to visit you. They don't really care what your space looks like. Obviously, we do our best to make it beautiful and presentable. But I think, um, I mean, you'll understand this. Most homeschool moms are, or families are on one salary. And like money's tight. So like I think we all have like these dreams of knocking out the window and mm. painting a wall and whatever. But sometimes the reality is we can't afford those things, you know. But I think everybody can create a welcoming space mm. and a beautiful space even without spending any money, you know. We can go for a walk. I mean, there's beautiful autumn leaves at the moment. Can you bring some of those autumn leaves into your home? Mm -hmm. Get the children to do a craft where you make some vases for the table. You know, there's lots of 
ways I think that can be quite um, impactful and very cheap (laughs) and still to make a beautiful welcoming space for yourself first because I feel like when uh, when our house is a place that I'm proud of even if it's untidy like if I've got certain things in my home that I really love I just feel so happy to walk into the dining room and see my pictures on the wall for example you know and so I think that's part of creating that atmosphere of your home what who are we what do we reflect what do we love what are we communicating to the people who are coming to visit us you know I think there's beauty in that and as I say you can just go out into your garden and pick a leaf Wild you know grass absolutely someone came home from the park the other day with a bunch of blackjacks for me to put in the vase which love like, okay, but I'm don't put that in the garden <laughs> But yeah, we had some wild grass which grows next to the electric fence and it's so beautiful. It's on our table. I think so. And you know what? The beauty is actually in the fact that a child remembered to bring you something. Yes, but it is beautiful too. Yes. Like I don't have to, it's no effort of me, my part to think that that grass is beautiful. Absolutely. The weeds may be, but context, you know. It's true. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've also found candlelight at night. It's beautiful. So lovely. And especially at dinner. And I find um, dinner time... Um, Is that because of load shedding? Or- <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, it started that way. But I just realized because the children are young and the day is intense and we're all home together, dinner time can sometimes feel like a huge hurdle mm. in the day. And if people are, I don't know, fussing over their meal or just too excited about something... It can it can just be a time of strain on on the parents if they're really tired and um, and because we really want to prioritize dinner as a family and we know that in the future it will be easier and um, I just find um, lighting a candle and putting on some music just automatically like tones down the atmosphere I love that. and makes it much it like supports your it supports how I want to be at mm. the dinner table and mm. just makes me not just want to rush through it so we can get to the goal of bedtime, <laughs> but <laughs> makes me realize this is a beautiful thing to like that. eating together is a yes. beautiful thing to do. And, um, and yeah, so sometimes, you know, just finding where those external things can pull in where, you know, you want your heart to be yes. and it can lead you into doing those things. I love that. Cause it also reminds me of um, when you have, like your um now it's gone out of my head your um things that you do your traditions as a family you know and I think like some of those as well are like special things that you just do Mm -hmm. um and I think that that brings beauty into your home and Mm. and I know that we've carried on some things that I learned as a child Mm. kind of thing and so like for example one of the things that we do on the kids birthdays is that they get a special place set for them at the table oh, and we put depending on the season because sorry for Jack he's in August so there's no flowers in the garden but he'll get leaves or something <laughs> but we do like a place set with flowers all around it and then they get a little birthday crown on their birthday and I mean my oldest is 10 and he still expects a birthday crown kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think those are also ways and again it's not necessarily expensive it's just um having the forethought to think about it before Mm. the event actually happens Mm -hmm. and just doing some creative things. I love to do stuff like that. We've, we've camped in our garden before and I bought glow sticks and the kids love that. We put them in the pool. Um, (laughs) So I think, yeah, it's just, I think especially in our busy city, Mm -hmm. it's not allowing our 
calendar to dictate to us like it's us dictating to our calendar yes. what is important to me yes. what am I going to sacrifice for mm-hmm. and it, again it doesn't have to be expensive a pizza and movie night at home is super fun mm-hmm. and like I think there's such a beauty in that those things that the kids will remember ongoingly into their own adult years mm-hmm. but it just and requires some simpler the more effective absolutely often. absolutely Not complicated yeah. And more and more, after having four kids, I <laughs> the simpler the better. <laughs> That's great. Um, something, uh, something we've discussed before, which I think is um, important to discuss with beauty, is also just self-care and how you dress. And I know this is a can of worms and I don't want to go down the whole thing, but I think there's... Um, for mamas who are at home, uh, there can be a tendency to just not care at all about your appearance. And and I think um, as we've discovered, there is so much helpful information out there on just how to find colors that suit you. And just, um, and I mean, it's funny. I feel like it's funny coming from me. I'm like super low maintenance grooming person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, yeah, it's not, it's not, um, there's such a wide range of self-care and grooming and overspending and underspending, but I just think it's actually a really simple way to just bring, um, yeah, beauty into your days. Just Absolutely. to find colors that suit you and to um, put on some makeup if you want to or whatever. Absolutely. What do you have to say to that? Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, I, in, in myself, I've been through seasons where I've really um, struggled with depression. Hmm. And um, I think even that act of getting out of bed and making myself put on like real clothes as opposed Mm -hmm. to like schlumpy mom clothes around the house. It really does do something for one psyche. It's like you feel better because you look better kind of thing. So it's almost like you're dressing to become the person that you want to be. Do you know what I mean? And so, and as you say, it's very easy for moms who are at home all the time to just be like, oh, the baby vomited on this, but so I'm just going to keep wearing it. But like, (laughs) that doesn't, (laughs) but that doesn't make you feel good, you know? And I think, again, I think it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to just take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you've got lots of money and you want to spend it on that, awesome. (laughs) I envy you. (laughs) Can I be your friend? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, like just, washing your face properly yeah. you know that's life-changing yeah. washing your hair regularly you know and like I always laugh because I, I say to Gus I feel like COVID did this to us but I like I don't know who I am like I used to wash my hair every day now I, I probably wash it like once a week kind of thing which is fine it's not filthy but I just don't recognize myself sometimes and it's true it's like again that intentionality of mm-hmm. actually I deserve a place in this world I deserve to be um well looked after it can't mm-hmm. all of us can't just go to looking after the kids and looking after our husbands and mm-hmm. getting to church and getting to work and all of those things mm-hmm. there's got to be some focusing on ourselves and I think again linking back to truth and beauty part of that is how am I feeding my spiritual person mm-hmm. how am I feeding myself mentally how am I feeding myself physically and that means exercising mm-hmm. eating correctly I mean we all know it we know what we should be doing but yeah. it's like how do I actually do it yeah. in reality you know yeah. so I think for me definitely I definitely do better in my life when I am getting up early in the morning when I'm spending time in the Bible 
I try and do a quick walk before Gus has to go to work. Nice. Um, and that sometimes I take kids with me and sometimes I don't. I prefer not to because then I actually exercise as opposed to like dawdling around the place. But anyway, sometimes it's nice to have them because of the conversations that we have yeah. while we walk, you know. Um, but just that sort of getting myself outside, seeing some nature, again being reminded that like this whole world isn't just in the four walls mm. of my home, mm. that actually there's a big old world and I'm just a small part of that. Those are all very helpful things for me to start my day. I find that mm. I'm less self-consumed and mm. less um, pitying of myself and less cranky with the kids, you know. So I think, I mean, we all know those self-care things, but actually they're there for a reason. And I, I don't know one person who doesn't do better with putting in those kind of routines. I'm mm. not saying that you have to do the same as me, yeah, but yeah. Um, to be making yourself a priority, I think is so important. Um, not making yourself the be all and end all, because that's not what Christ taught us either, but just to make sure that you are getting care, you know, mm. that you are not just railroaded and just run over, then you're no good to anybody, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you have anything more to say on that. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I really appreciate how you've said that. Just also, there is a tendency to not view your to view your family as like these are the people who get to see the worst of me, and they do, but they also get to see the best of you. But I've just thought, well, my children, I'm making them look at me all day, <laughs> not all day, but they're. I'm here, I am teaching them, I'm talking to them. And if I am a total mess and have had made no appear like effort in my appearance, like what is that teaching them? Hmm. You know, it's not teaching them. If I'm trying to teach them about truth, beauty and goodness, but in myself I am hmm. slobby and unkept and totally ignoring my own health, then that is gonna speak louder than my words. Absolutely. So it's just um aligning what you believe with what you do I love that really. I love that and also like I think that that then helps them to you know then you're not saying to them oh don't wear dirty clothes but you're wearing dirty clothes yeah. it's like actually you know we're all gonna change our underwear today okay yeah. guys I'm <laughs> <goal. laughs> gonna brush our teeth every day this week <laughs> uh, um so let's talk about goodness which I feel um in many ways we have spoken about before. When I think of goodness, the first thing that comes to my mind is food. Mm. Now, food is an interesting one because it's so expensive at the moment. Oh my goodness, and you're right. Like things that I longed to do or eat regularly that we just can't at the moment. But even in that is beautiful lessons to be found in, again, simplicity, um, finding delight in things that you... Um, didn't expect to. Um, I, I really love anything with cream and cheese until I see the price <laughs> oh, of cream. Cheese. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So let's. What does goodness conjure up for you? What are the first things you think of? Well, I just I love that because um, I actually was thinking about bread oh, and yeah, like how that's one of the like sort of basic food stuffs mm. and like there's just something so beautiful or beautiful about like those three or four ingredients and that it makes this beautiful sustaining loaf you know and I think um when when I think of goodness I think of like a purity and a simplicity you know mm. and like I think especially in a busy city we have to fight to keep our lives simple mm. and pure you know like and and that doesn't mean like 
or we just stick our heads in the sand and mm. we never interact with go anybody or yeah we never go outside our house and we wear tinfoil hats no <laughs> um but it just means that i think we've got to fight for the things that are truly important to us mm. and so um i know we've had we have seasons that are much busier than others, mm -hmm. but I do try to make sure that the family is prioritized first. Mm -hmm. um, so we aren't a family that has kids doing extramurals every day of the week and this one's there and that one's there and then we drop that one there and fetch this one and whatever. Mm -hmm. we, we try not to do that. Our priority is to be at home with one another. That's not to say that our kids don't do extramurals. They do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But most of our extramurals we do together. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, I think it's fighting for those um, godly principles of living, you mm. know. I think it's a rightly ordered home in terms of a father being the leader and a mother coming along as a help to her husband, you mm. know. And the kids seeing that teamwork and that dynamic and then the kids being secure in that you know and I know that that isn't the reality for every listener that's listening but I think that that you can find goodness beauty and truth no matter what your circumstances mm. are because if you come to the father he's full of those things you know and he fills us with his holy spirit and he helps us to live in a way that's not in the way of the world you know and I think I think that's essentially what we're striving for isn't it to live our days ordered as he ordains us to live them and to raise our children in that way, no matter the circumstances. Maybe you are um, not a homeschool mom like we are. Maybe you're a career mom. Maybe you're having to juggle school and work and life, you know. Maybe you're a single mom and there's still beauty and truth and goodness that you can bring into your home in so many ways. Mm. So um, I don't know what, like if you have anything more to say on goodness, I'll um, think about it a bit more while you're talking. <laughs> well, I liked um, the reminder of striving and that word. And as I said, like my school table is chaos at the moment, but we are coming back to that and we will reset it. So I think maybe one thing we want to communicate is we are not recording this because we feel like we've arrived. Definitely not. <laughs> at any point. But like, part of it is just us having this conversation to encourage each other to keep on fighting the good fight. And, Absolutely. Um, so that's just one thing I need to be reminded of, that it is there is such a strong pull away from these things. Mm. And it is in so many different subtle ways. And you actually do need to be very intentional. Keep it in your mind, like to pursue these things because they won't happen upon you. Absolutely. I mean, there are beautiful things, of course. Things come around you, but... Yeah, striving is the right word, mm. and and then in that is all the blessing mm. and the riches and the goodness and the surprise and the delight and um, but any time that I have ceased to strive for these things, mm. things have just gone from misery to misery <laughs> to more grumpiness mm. to more frustration to more inability to come up with solutions. Um, yeah, that's kind of sure. There. Yeah, and I think I mean it's true because I think like I even think of our children and how. You can go outside into a garden, but unless you are drawing attention to some of the beautiful things, it can just be like existing <laughs> in the garden. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think, like, I always think of that when I, when I think about truth, beauty and goodness is it's like, am I drawing my attention to these things? Am I making sure that these are tenets in our home? Like, mm. even if it is a plant on the windowsill mm -hmm. or 
um, and it can music, be music actually. Yeah, speak about music. Yeah, and, and it can be like music. physical, physical things like that, or mm. even just things in my heart. Am I encouraging my child instead of shouting at mm. them? You know, mm. am I? And I'm not perfect at that. I'm so glad you said that. I'm not. <laughs> we are not perfect at all. We're doing our best, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think also say like just as you were saying that you know it's so important for us to also be um calling that out in one another. I think mm-hmm. you know when you see beauty or goodness or truth in somebody or in the way that they live or the way that they're loving their husband, interacting with their children, being your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good for us to mention those things. I I've just realized so much. I think in the city we are very very busy mm-hmm. and so those things get lost like we mean to say them but we don't actually ever say them kind mm-hmm. of thing and I think that that's a, a lovely way um to look after your friends and to call call those things to remembrance for them actually I see this in you and it's beautiful thank you for mm-hmm. sharing who you are like mm-hmm. with the world you know what I mean and like um yeah uh, you know, I think all of these things are found in the Lord and um, we have to rely on him. You know, we often talk about being um, that in our weakness, he is strong, you know, and I think that's so true. Mm. Like we are neither beautiful, true or good, but he is and he makes us the, all of those things, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, yeah, so it's just wonderful to be able to kind of be a living representative of that in our homes first and then with our friends and into our community, you know. That's really beautiful. (laughs) I think um, we should wrap up there. There's a lot more to say. I feel like a million resources to... I feel like there's always going to be more to say. (laughs) So we should probably just call it a day, go cook some food for our families and have a beautiful evening. But thanks for the chat. It's been so lovely. Thank um, you. Should we wrap up with one, maybe one resource, something in your day or your week that has really contributed to that? Ooh. Anything, a book you're reading, a podcast you listen to, anything. Ooh, well, Do you have anything? I'm loving, uh, like, as I mentioned earlier, that um, old, st- I mean, good, I mean, what is it? Long story short, sorry, okay. um, is a devotional that you can do with your kids, mm-hmm. but it's really not, um, like, uh, too uh, simplified for an adult to do but it's just a beautiful dive day by day into the bible I'm really loving that and so for me that's my suggestion for today <laughs> for truth okay let's do truth beauty oh, and oh I love that so, Ooh, I like that okay yeah. so what's your truth thing so for truth I would say I'll hooking a proverbs onto you yes I love been. that and I must say it has been so interesting the conversations that it's mm. brought up so if anyone's struggling to have conversations with their children about anything just in general on a deeper level or different things the proverbs are the place to go because there's so much so much food for thought there so much discussion about um well everything i mean all of life so yeah i love that i love that um beauty beauty i think um i have longed to have a um like a cupboard kind of a thing in our home and I was able to buy one in December that was quite cheap and I painted it blue it's very beautiful and (laughs) thank you and um those shelves I periodically just change what's on them Mm -hmm. and that just brings me such delight in my heart so that's a very practical one but maybe you've got a shelf at home or somewhere that you see every day Mm -hmm. or a 
picture frame that you can change the picture in mm. I, I find that a change is as good as a holiday sometimes mm. and so um, that really brings me a lot of joy um, at the moment so I'm sure there's other things that I'd love to say but I can't think of them right now but at the moment I love my blue shelf <laughs> Um, I had a plant in our entryway that was not doing very well, which is why we have so many plants in our school room because it's the sunny room. Well, it's beautiful. But um, I found we have a delicious monster in our garden. So I just cut those leaves and they last a really, really long time in water, which is nice. But eventually they died. And then I found another plant that had turned autumnal. So just cut some leaves and put them in the vase in our entryway. And beautiful. I really love it. Yes. And it's turned out to be a really uh, long lasting plant in water. I love that. They aren't always that way, but... I've kind of decided now. I'm just going to cut something from the garden and put that there because then beautiful. It doesn't need. To I have to say, I did notice it when we I came didn't. in, and it's really lovely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. And goodness. Goodness. Hmm. Well, I've been. Um, I've been. I think you're the master of this, but um, again, linked to bread. I've been. Um, Pottering around, I just got a bread machine because oh, nice. um, for a while I had to, well, I should still be eating gluten-free. <laughs> and so um, I've just been experimenting with that. But there's nothing as gorgeous as um, that smell of baking bread in the morning. You know, it's not so easy now with load shedding because you can't set it in the night and wake up the next morning yeah. with fresh bread, which is very sad. But um, yeah, that's been good to like be able to nourish your family with ingredients that you know are good mm. um and uh i think in this economic climate we've had to be we've had to scale back for certain on buying sort of convenience foods mm -hmm. whatever that looks Especially like convenience gluten-free yeah exactly absolutely yeah. but i mean even you know we get the occasional takeout and now that's completely out so i'm literally cooking from scratch for everything which is mm -hmm. on one hand a real pain <laughs> but on the, but on the other hand it's so it's like such a beautiful um, representation of literally giving goodness to your family. You know, and you're making decisions. Slowing down. Because yeah. You rearrange your day to cook. Absolutely. And shop and yeah. all all the planning and everything yeah. that goes into that, you know. But to know at the end of the day that you've done your best to feed your children or family with good ingredients as best as you can afford to, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think that that is, yeah, wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, yeah, we had a very, very simple supper last night. We had tomato soup and store-bought bread with butter on it. Yum. And um, it was very nice, but it was very simple. And um, my son sat down and he was like, this is the best meal ever. <laughs> and they really like tomato soup. It's always a crowd pleaser. I don't know why, because they don't eat tomatoes. But um, We have exactly the dude, same this thing. This is like an ongoing exactly thing. Tomato sauce, same. tomato soup, like... But not tomorrow's. But um, it was really lovely for me because on the one hand, I felt like I'm really letting them down a little bit by not having a proper, you know, variety of textures and nutrients, <laughs> what we aim for. Um, but it was really beautiful to just see they were so excited about this meal. It was a nutritious meal. And it was just, I just thought it's like, it's just another night, another brick in that wall of like family meals together that nourish the soul as well as the body it i love felt that good to them and that was good for me to see yes absolutely oh that's wonderful i've so enjoyed our time together thank you thank you for coming <laughs> so we hope it's been an encouragement to you who are listening and we will chat next time see you soon thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the show 
for more content like this, visit www.elvierygrove.org.